Okay, Olivia, whenever you're ready. Hello everyone, and welcome to our sixth episode of Voices in Miami. My name is Olivia Martin-Johnson, and I am the co-founder and co-host of this podcast. With me today is my co-founder and co-host, Josie Buhom. Josie and I are passionate about giving a space for students to express their concerns, hence our purpose for creating this podcast, Voices in Miami. In today's episode, we will be interviewing a future changemaker, which Josie will now introduce. Hey guys, today's interviewee is Ariana Motzlach. Ariana is a sophomore at Miami Palmetto Senior High School, and she is passionate about organ donation and wishes to pursue a future career in science and looking to gain experience through high school. She volunteers at her local OPO, Life Alliance at the University of Miami, and started the first soda chapter in South Florida, which is Students for Organ Donation Advocacy, and also continues to spread awareness through publications, social media, local events, and podcasts, just like us here at Voices in Miami. So Ariana, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. So um, as Josie said, I am a sophomore, which surprises a lot of people um, here in Miami. Uh, I started uh, advocacy and organ donation about in 2020 uh, when I started going to high school. And originally it was because of my dad, because he um, is on the national list to receive a kidney transplant. And through him, I was inspired and I found a local OPO, um, which if you don't know, stands for an organ procurement organization. And they are basically a link between patients and people who donate organs. So I started volunteering for them. They introduced me to SOTA, the national organization. And I continued and started the first chapter in South Florida, which I'm now the president of. Very impressive. So can you tell us a little bit more about SODA and how you came to establish it? How did you create the first chapter and what have you guys done in this time, in this past year? Sure. So um, I gathered a few of my friends, three of us, Luke, Isabella, and Alexa. So we're all co-founders and they are our vice presidents. Through the past year, we've been able to register Um, About 16 people as organ donors through our link. We've encouraged students to register on their driver's license and permits, which is basically our main goal. We also did some events like we did raffles. We volunteer at our school's blood drives, advocating for organ donation. And and we're really active on social media at SOTA underscore MPSHS. We've post facts about organ donation and things like that with over 200 followers. Um, I started really getting involved with SOTA. I asked about the beginning of 2021 and when Life Alliance introduced me to them. That's amazing. Um, So I know that you've been super active at our school, Palmetto, uh, because like I see you. and I follow Soda, and I am just curious. So outside of Sodas, what do you do other than uh, volunteer at the University of Miami? Right now, that is mostly what I do, the University of Miami and Soda. 
Um, besides that, I did for a while um, work a little with the Chris Kluge Foundation, which is another um, foundation related to organ donation up north in the United States. Um, we did presentations at our school for our health science classes, and I also did interviews with them and things like that. But it's mainly in Life Alliance in SOTA. That's, that's amazing. Okay, so uh, I have a next question for you. I, I, I heard you talk a little bit about how, excuse me, how your dad inspired you to kind of be an organ donation advocate um, because he himself is on the transfer list. So how do you want to inspire others to not only be an organ donor or um, to be an organ donor advocate, what, why should they care is my question. It's really simple, especially when I talk to people about this. It's just facts that, for example, on average, 17 people die every day that are on the transplant list and didn't receive an organ donation. And even another big, bigger fact, I'd say, is that nine people are, are added to that one list every in nine minutes. So that does influence a lot of people. And like my own dad was one of them, actually. So sorry, can you repeat the second part of your question? Like what, like, other than the facts, like why should people care? Like what is your pitch to get me and Olivia to be organ donors? Not saying that we're not already, but if, if we weren't. Yes. Um, so my pitch is that it's, you'll be saving lives. It's not something that um, is in the future, something it's now. And people will, because we don't, I guess, see it face to face with some, like for, sorry, so like people like me, we see it in our family or so a lot of organ donation advocates that I know themselves they've been influenced by this um it's basically the stories like mine when I share it with people that an organ donation how much influence it can have on not only that patient's lives and the family um that change it is it that what is usually my pitch to people when I talk to them um besides obviously the facts that are really big so I completely agree or see your point, in other words, um, about the importance of organ donation and something as simple as making sure you're a donor when you get your license um, is huge. And like you said, that's something that you are working at having people do it with soda. Um, but I'm wondering, I have heard the argument before that people are less willing to become an organ donor on their license because they're worried that if they are in some dire situation that um, paramedics or, or you, they won't hesitate as much to save you because um, your organs will be able to save other people. Have you heard that argument before? Have you? Have yes, we've heard, heard that. that. In fact, that is one of the myths we try to debunk. Um, that is not true at all. That does not happen. In fact, one of the things I've had to learn in this year was that when, in case something is to happen to you, they won't even know who you are basically. 
So they won't know your name and they don't have your driver's license or something to determine that you are an organ donor. A lot of times, even when you're um, admitted to the ER, they won't know that until it's necessary. Even if they do know, that is never a determining factor in anything because the doctors and all the paramedics and nurses, their first job is to save your life. I think that's really important to note because I know some students and some people that um, do believe that and for those reasons aren't organ donors. Um, I have two quick questions that kind of correlate. So first you said 16 people have um, become or organ donors because of your work with SODA. Is that 16 people that have um, decided to go and get organ donor written on their license or these 16 people that actually donated organs? What did these 16 people do? Sure, so um, at SOTA, we have a personalized registration page for students, adults, anyone, even outside of school that wants to register. It's through that specific page that they registered and it's not donating your organs as a living person. It was just the exact same method as you would on your permit or driver's license. Awesome. Um, and at the end, we'll give everyone the link so that they can definitely um, sign up and add to your numbers. Um, Thank you. Go ahead, Josie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I've been um, dying to ask this question. So as, as you know, we are the voices in Miami here, and we strive to spotlight student advocates in their advocacy here in Miami and how they, um, I guess, further the cause of the sustainable development goals outlined by the United Nations, right? So of the 17 goals, you and I have discussed how you are furthering SDG 3, which is good health and well-being. That's Other than your work, um, with sodas and just being a organ donor advocate, do you like embody the advocacy for SDG three any other way? And to be honest, that's the way I embody it through organ donation advocacy. Well, I mean, you're doing an amazing job. So thank you. Out. Um, okay, so next question. I know that organ donation is pretty much like a very personal choice, right? Like if yes. you personally want to be an organ donor or not. Um, but there are, I would say there are some ways that semi-public policy could like influence this. So what do you think, in, in your opinion, what do you think that others in the community can do to, um, help advocate for being an organ donor, like individuals, the public, any legislation that you think that might be able to help? Um, what do you got? Because I don't volunteer more in the um, um, legislation section, I wouldn't know enough to do that. But education for individuals and groups and organizations, I think that's a really key factor when it comes to organ donation. Even if people don't want to register as organ donors, because as you said, it's a completely personal choice. I think education is really important, like what we do, um, just because, for example, what Olivia brought up, there are so many myths and factors that people don't know about organ donation. 
Can you talk about some of those myths? That's the only one I've heard personally, but are there other ones that are kind of key to soda and um, debunking um, these different, like, I guess, responses that people would have when you explain to them the importance of organ donation? Sure, a few of them have been that um, LGBTQ, the LGBTQ community can't donate organs, which isn't true. Um, there is no law that goes against that. Um, another really big one I've heard is that you can buy and sell organs. That is not true, especially in the United States. It's actually illegal to do that. You could be fined and go to prison for that. Another one I believe is someone can be too old to, or too young to donate. Um, there have been people over 90 who have donated and under even the age of one who've received organ donations. So, and another one is health factors that people sometimes self-determine and that they can't be an organ donor, which isn't true. Of course, there are factors that don't allow some people to be organ donors, but that is for the health professionals to determine and not us. Very true. I think that a lot of people assume um, certain issues can occur without taking the time to research what is um, most beneficial, which in this case would be um, being a donor in case anything happens to, to be able to save a life. Um, so in our bio that we, that with what Josie introduced you with, um, she talked about how you have been on different, different publications, local events and podcasts, highlighting SODA's um, work and accomplishments. What are these different publications? How can people see it? What have you been highlighted? Um, what are like the main things that have been highlighted in SODA? You can elaborate on that. Sure, so I've done a few interviews, for example, with the Chris Cook Foundation, as I mentioned. Um, before I list them, any of these can, um, they can be found even by Googling my name. They're under my name. I also have a flow code, which we can share with everyone at the end where I attach links to all the resources, including the registration page. So another one has been Soda itself. They've done an interview with me. Um, we've Soda itself has done an interview with Miami Palmetto Senior High Schools, um, the Panther, where we've been highlighted as the first chapter in South Florida, which was an amazing publication for us um, last year. Um, I've done another podcast with, the title is The Heart Guy, um, which is someone from New York who was a heart recipient, heart transplant recipient. Um, he can be found on Spotify and under the link I provide. Um, I've also done another pod, virtual actually podcast, an interview with another OPO in um, North Florida. Uh, and that link can also be under the one, um, the flow code I show. That's, that, that's amazing. Um, especially considering that you're like a sophomore, like Olivia and I were seniors and we're like just getting the hang of this like whole, you know, SDG. Yeah, I get that a lot, I do. Um, like we've, I think you're the youngest, Olivia, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're the youngest interviewee we've had so far and your interviewee six. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I mean, not, not like a huge bar, but at the same time. That's still amazing. Still amazing. Um, okay. 
So, Olivia, I think you had another question before I get into hot seat, right? I do. So just kind of on the topic of you still being a sophomore, still having two years of high school and the rest of your life, um, I was wondering how you see soda growing with your future. How is this going to influence you for the for your future career? As you said, you wanted to go into something medical or science based. Can you talk about that? What how is this helping you pursue your passion and career? Soda has really helped me gain a more bigger perspective on what organ donation is, even though I've learned so much from my family. There are so many facts and things like that and experience and leadership, especially that I've learned through the organization and opening a chapter myself. Um, I do want to pursue a career in a science field, possibly medical. Also, SOTA has helped me basically gain um, more experience and insight into the specific field of medicine and to see if I would really want to be interested in that. That's... Sorry, Sorry, no, no, like, like that's like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you like understand what you want to do in life. Um, because like Olivia and I, we, we know the general idea, right. You know, be successful, like married house, two kids, the dog, the picket fence, you know, the, the whole, whoa, night, whoa, whoa. Right? we haven't, we haven't discussed this. I don't know. Maybe we're not on the same page. <laughs> no, we're gonna, we're gonna buy a house together in Greenwich, Connecticut. And then we're going to be living there every other week. So, oh um, the American dream. Yeah, the American dream. But I mean, like our next two-year plan is like go to college and don't fail. So that I is mean, true. I'll agree with that one. Yeah. Um. So to see that you have such a, you know, like, I mean, yes, it is broad because, you know, there are dips in yeah. the things, but you have like a clear path of what you're doing. And I snaps for you for that. Um. Thank you. Okay, so I have a couple hot seat questions, and then if we, you know, figure anything else out, we'll get to that when we get to it. So you mentioned before that one of the myths that people have are that, like, LGBTQ people can't be organ donors or that they self-diagnose, oh, you know, I, I can't be an organ donor. Um, but what are some of the things that can bar someone from being an organ donor? like just right off the bat? Really, that's not something for me to determine. That's more of a medical aspect of it. So it really is like specifically on you? Yeah, um, the only thing I could think of is that you do have to be 15 to register as an organ donor, (laughs) if that counts. Okay, yeah, because I know, or I've heard, um, I don't know, but I've heard that like, for example, Olivia, we have blood drives at school, like all the time, yeah. like at, at least like once a quarter, I think. Yeah. So, um, but I know that they say, hey, if you're anemic, please do not donate blood. Like that's bad for you, right? Um, or at least that's what I've heard. I haven't donated blood because I'm slightly anemic. So, I mean, should I be donating blood? I don't know. You see, that's something that um, is really for, for someone to talk to their doctor or physician about. Um, so we don't want people to assume that they can't be organ donors. 
Right. And if it's a medical issue, um, that's not something that advocates like me talk about. Um, unless you want to be a living donor, um, I guess the requirements are stricter for that. Yeah. Because there are a lot of testing and procedures you have to go through. Yeah. I mean, that that just makes sense. <laughs> um, okay. So I've, I've seen your Instagram. I've um, seen all of your links. Before we get to this, before we get to this, before we get to the um, famous question, where we can find, right, the famous question and how we can all contact Ariana. I have one last question. Um, and this is, it hits me hard. So that's why I'm asking. I'm always interested if you have in the past or currently have any big mentors that have influenced your decision on um, pursuing soda or simply pursuing a science of career. Um, has there been any big important um, force that has led you to this decision rather than um, just the work you've been doing? Well, um, from a younger age, I guess, my aunt was a really big influence for me in the, to pursue a career in science and, and to be passionate about science because she is a pharmacist. She started her own pharmacy and everything. But for soda specifically, I was able um, to connect with really my our club sponsor, which is Ms. Brislan at Miami Palmetto Senior High School. She was amazing. And it, and really influenced me to be a leader in the club. Uh, I like Miss Brislon. You know, funnily, funnily enough, um, I like just met her like recently. Like, I, like I've heard of her. Like, I've never like. Oh yeah, I saw you walking to bus. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, I just met this lady. So it's uh, it's it's pr- it's pretty funny. Um. Anyway, so my favorite question, and it's not the last question, Miss Olivia, but it is my favorite question. Um, I don't know if you've been listening to our episodes, but every episode I have my favorite question, right? And it goes, if you were to have a neighbor who lived down the street, we're going to call her Little Jane, right? How can Little Jane, who lives down the street, get involved not only in soda, but just an organ donor advocacy in general. Um, like h- how how would she pursue that? You know, like how can she get involved? How can the average Joe get involved? Well, besides contacting me, they can always reach out to organizations. Um, if anyone is watching this and is interested, obviously Life Alliance um, at University of Miami is a great resource. Um, you can always contact me. My I can provide my email if that's okay. Sure, yeah. Um, sure. And my email is ary.motlagh at gmail.com. You can always email me. Um, my Instagram in the link, I have all the resources. And the Soda Instagram is a really great resource for people. We provide facts and um, the registration page and everything else needed it, it, to start. Our Instagram is at soda underscore MPSHS. Um, those are really the main resources is if you want to contact me. And if anyone else is watching this outside of Miami, of course, or anywhere else, um, every community basically has their own OPO organ procurement organization that they can contact and they all accept volunteers. 
Good to know. Good to know. Alrighty, Olivia. Um, I guess I'm gonna throw it back to you before we wrap it up. Um, so you just mentioned that anyone is able to volunteer. So besides, let's say someone, um, as you mentioned, signing up with your link, which is the first thing we're telling everyone to do that it's listening, is to sign up to be an organ donor. But what would it look like for someone to um, become a volunteer with their local OPO? Things have really changed since COVID. And to be honest, I started volunteering during COVID. But before COVID, it, um, there are a lot of in-person activities, for example, Life Alliance, when I was well, when I am volunteering, um, recently we did a 5K, which was very exciting. Um, that was a really great example. Of one of the things we do. Um, so it took some months of months of planning to organize that and volunteering virtually and in person, and then the day of the event. Um, that is one thing that I can really talk about. Um, and the good thing is now they have resources for both in, volunteering in person and virtually here for anyone who doesn't yet quite feel comfortable volunteering in person. Right. Well, okay. So personally, I don't run. Um, Olivia is the more athletic of the two of us. Like we, we like to say that we make up one brain collectively um, but Olivia is definitely the more athletic one. She like actually like goes to the gym. Don't worry. I don't like running as well. <laughs> okay. So I guess like I could volunteer at the 5k, right? I don't actually. Exactly. Have okay, great. I'll be both of you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia can run it. I'll, I'll like get her some water or something. You can hand oh, out right. the waters. There we go. There we go. So Josie, how does this connect? <laughs> <laughs> this connects because Olivia, we're going to be at the next 5k running for soda. There you go. Calendars. Well, guys, I'm, I think that wraps it up for today. Um, thank you all for listening to our sixth installment of Voices in Miami. With us here is Ariana, who is a organ donation advocate here in Miami and works closely with Soda National and actually made the first Soda chapter here in South Florida. Um, so my message to y'all before we end this, become an organ donor, save a life, help Ariana out, sign up with her link so she can have more than 16 people. Um, it'll be very nice for me to, for her to get back to me and say, Josie, thank you so much. I had 5 million people sign up. Um, <laughs> So that is great. Uh, Ariana, any last words? Um, just thank you to everyone who watched. Thank you, Ariana, so much for being a change maker in our community. We know the future is bright. We know those numbers are going to increase exponentially because the work you're doing is so important. And I think now in the time of COVID, we're really seeing the importance of um, being medically aware and understanding of, of what can happen. And something can happen at any moment. And being an organ donor means that you're helping, you're being a change maker, even if something happens, which is horrible to think about, but at the same time, it's really awesome for everyone else. So yeah. thank you so much for the work you're doing. Um, and thank you for being on this podcast. We've loved talking to you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye-bye.